You're listening to The Real Well Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. How do you manage a large single-family rental portfolio from a distance? Stay on top of things and hold your property managers accountable. Our guest today will tell us exactly how he's managed to do that with the help of some state-of-the-art technology that he created. I'm Kathy Fetke, and welcome to The Real Wealth Show. Anton Ivanov is a U.S. Navy veteran, real estate investor with a 40-unit rental portfolio spread across four states, generating over $15,000 in monthly passive income. And he says it only takes about an hour a week for him to manage it all. Anton is also the founder of two popular real estate software platforms, DealCheck and RentCast. DealCheck is the leading real estate analysis platform for quickly analyzing and comparing rental properties, flips, and commercial buildings. And you can get a discount by going to dealcheck.io and using Real Wealth as the coupon code. Anton, welcome back to The Real Wealth Show. Thanks for having me again, Kathy. Glad to be here. Now, in the last episode that we did, which was years ago, and maybe some of our new listeners don't didn't hear it or uh, don't remember it, you were building your portfolio. And so where are you today with your real estate por- portfolio and, and what's in it? Yeah, yeah. I think we talked a few years, uh, some number of years ago, I think two plus years, and we were at around 30 units then, I think. So uh, nowadays we've, we've grown a little bit. We're at 40 units. Um, and uh, these are all mostly uh, single family and then small multifamily. So we have a lot of fourplexes um, and they're spread out across a few states. We have some units in San Diego, California, Atlanta, Georgia, and the bulk of our portfolio is now in Kansas City, Missouri. And it sounds like those properties performed pretty well during the last few years and during the COVID pandemic. So how did that go? Yeah, so we were, you know, when COVID first hit, um, we had a, we had quite quite a few units. Obviously, a fairly large portfolio. We, we were a bit a bit scared, I would say. It was kind of uncertain uh, what was going to happen with our rental income. Uh, you know, I started hearing stories from a lot of investors, a lot of other folks I know, where tenants weren't able to pay rents, uh, and then at the same time, you know, the the loan payments continued, all of the expenses continued. Um, and also most of the states where we have properties put um, kind of eviction restrictions, eviction moratorium, so you could process evictions or anything like that. So it was it was kind of a, I would say, a challenging time for our portfolio. But uh, overall, kind of looking back, we've done uh, very well, uh, all, all things considering. And, and there was a few factors that helped us with that that I think are a bit underrated, um, you know, in terms of kind of when folks are looking to build our portfolios. Uh, The first one was definitely having good reserves uh, in the bank. Uh, You know, I kind of personally have uh, this this goal or this target where anytime we buy a new rental property, uh, we set aside four to six months of income, uh, sorry, of expenses for that property in a savings account. So kind of similar logic to where most people uh, use for their emergency funds. Uh, we do the same for our real estate portfolio. So, you know, with 40 units that we have now, it's quite a bit of cash just sitting around. Obviously, we could deploy it potentially and buy more properties, but uh, it gives us a, a very nice cushion. And for things like the COVID pandemic uh, or just, you know, potentially recessions or downturns when 
uh, your your income may be uh, a little lower and your expenses might be higher. Uh, we, we had this cushion and so any kind of unforeseen expenses, any loss of income, uh, we were able to weather out uh, very well uh, given this cash so we weren't like scrambling. We, had, we didn't have to sell our properties, which would be the worst, I think, or dip into our personal savings or anything like that. So, so that was a great thing to have. Um, and then another thing was uh, working with, with our tenants. You know, it's uh, we use property management companies for all of our properties. Um, so it's kind of impersonal. You know, I never meet our tenants. I, I, I don't really talk to them uh, myself. But at the same time, I, I never forget that they're just people. Right. So obviously you have your lease agreement and it, it, it has it'll, it'll have things like what to do with late payments and you know, and evictions and all that sort of thing. But during COVID especially, uh, we basically gave a little more leniency to our tenants. You know, instead of saying like, hey, you know, you couldn't pay your rent today, so we're going to slap you with a fee. Or, you know, if you didn't pay it for a month or two, we're going to start the eviction process, which again, we're not even getting processed back then. Um, instead, we basically reached out to all of our tenants uh, and uh, we worked out plans, uh, you know, whether they can pay half rent now, we defer some of it later, or we forgave even some of the rent uh, for tenants that have been otherwise, you know, very good and just fell in hard times during COVID. Um, I just think it's important when you're a landlord and, and a rental property investor to just kind of, you know, keep at the back of your mind that it's, it's not always, I think, in your best interest to be 100% stern, 100% by your lease, by your book. Uh, you know, especially if you can kind of survive for, for a few months, if you have those savings, that, ca uh, that cash cushion, like I said, for the emergencies, you know, we're trying to work with your tenants. Um, and by doing that, we actually minimized, I think, our evictions. You know, we've had a few, obviously, some folks never recovered from that. Uh, but overall, we had very kind of very low loss of income during COVID. We, we've recouped most of the rent that that folks weren't able to initially pay when they lost their jobs or couldn't work. And then over time, or the payment plans and, and different arrangements that we worked out with them, uh, we basically recouped almost almost all of the income uh, that, that, that we would have had during that time. So I think it's, a, it's just a good thing to keep in mind, you know, just to be, be able to be flexible with your tenants. Very, very good advice. Yeah, we had a woman who was dealing with cancer in one of our properties, a single woman who really had no place to go. And right. we just kind of helped her through that. And she got through it. And uh, she's been obviously a loyal tenant ever since. For exactly. Years. You know, that goes a long way. And, and that's another thing, you know, because when, when you get a larger portfolio like ours, we I realized over time uh, that maybe something not as evident at the beginning is that vacancies and turnovers are actually become your biggest expense. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. it's not the maintenance, it's not the taxes. It's when people leave, you have to rehab or or turn the unit, find new tenants, like the loss of income during that time and the expenses uh, actually overall have the biggest impact on your cash flow than anything else. So if you can, you know, kind of establish a good rapport with your tenants, you know, show them that you care and actually do care and you're not just all business. Yeah, I think that goes a long way to keeping them happy and, and then they will stay at your properties. Absolutely. So how did you get to 40 properties? What kind of loans have you used to, to get to that point? Um, yeah, so we, we've gone through quite a journey over the years. You know, we started, I think it was back in 2013, so about 10 years ago. Um, and uh, when we were first starting out, uh, it was all conventional loans. 
uh, with your kind of standard uh, 20% down payments. Um, so, you know, we were, me and my wife were fortunate. We had good jobs that provided us income uh, that we were able to save for the down payment. So we didn't really use too much of creative financing strategies. Uh, we did house hack uh, uh, one of our first properties. It was a duplex that we bought. So we took advantage of a uh, owner-occupied financing, which you can usually get a lower down payment on that. So that's another great strategy. Uh, but yeah, I think for most investors and for us included conventional loans, you know, they, they just have the best terms. They have the best rates. Uh, they, they, they have decent down payments, you know, usually it's 20% on an investment property. Uh, and they're very, you know, abundant, uh, pretty much any bank, uh, financial institution, credit union, um, that you can think of will, will offer these loans to you. Um, and sometimes you can actually get pretty good rates, uh, you know, even on investment loans. Um, if you get the loan from a financial institution, you have other accounts with like checking or saving stuff like that. So we definitely took advantage of those when we were first uh, starting out uh, buying mostly single family properties. Uh, now, more recently, we kind of transitioned to buying multifamily larger properties with, uh, you know, kind of larger purchase prices. Um, and we were we were getting a little capped out, you know, once you get to like five you know, eight maximum, maybe around 10 loans, I think for, for conventional banks, just kind of, uh, just hold back and, and stop lending to you. Right. Uh, at the same time, they have a debt to income, uh, ratio requirements. So they look at your personal income, all of your, uh, you know, debt payments, including all of your loans, um, and kind of use that as a qualifying criteria. So when you, when you get a lot of them, uh, it, it, it tends to just kind of stress that a little bit and, and you may have a harder time getting them. So we did reach that point and we transitioned to commercial financing. Uh, so this is uh, kind of very asset backed loans. They're not based on your personal income. Uh, they, the lenders for commercial loans look strictly at the property you're purchasing, you know, its value, your projected cash flow and use that, uh, to, to kind of underwrite the loans and, and give you maximum loan amount. So, uh, we, we've done quite a few of those. You know, they do have higher rates. It's usually a couple points higher than uh, what the conventional rate would be. Um, and their down payments requirements are sometimes higher as well. Sometimes it's 25, sometimes it's 30. Depends on the lender. Uh, but, you know, those loans, they pretty much open up, uh, you know, the, the playing field for you to scale infinitely, right? That there is no... There's no limit on the number of loans you can typically have. Uh, there is no debt to income ratio to worry about. So, uh, you know, when you get to that portfolio, maybe 10 plus units or 10 plus properties, uh, you know, kind of commercial loans, portfolio loans, kind of similar uh, product, they, they can really help you scale, which, which it did for us. So... I, I'm sure that there's listeners thinking, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine managing or, uh, you know, managing one rental, <laughs> let alone 40 uh, doors. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and yet you say that you only really work on it a, an hour a week. How is that possible? Uh, well, the, uh, right. The, the, the number one thing is we use property management companies, uh, and we have, or, you know, right from the go from the first property we bought, uh, even, even the duplex that I mentioned that was house hacked. So we lived in one of the units, the, the, the other one was rented out. Uh, we didn't manage that unit. We hired a property management company, uh, to do that for us. Um, and obviously now we have properties in different cities, uh, you know, different States actually, uh, I, I would not even imagine, you know, managing it ourselves. So I think finding a good property manager 
in, in each of the locations you have properties is, is absolutely key. And that's that's not an easy task either. You know, there, there's a lot of property management companies. If you Google uh, you know, New York property management, there'll be probably dozens, if not hundreds of results. Um, so I try to get uh, property management referrals through other investors. Uh, that's kind of been the key for me to finding good, reputable companies to work with is I first network around and find other investors, other rental property owners in that particular city, uh, and then ask them who they use for property management and if they like them or not. Uh, so that's how I found our companies. And, uh, you know, we've been pretty fortunate. We had to, you know, change a few of them over the years, which which is another part you know, that you may come in contact with is, is if it's not working out with the property management company, it's probably best to find a new one instead of just trying to stick it out. Because yeah. these are, you know, at that point, you're kind of, I, I look at it as you becoming the CEO uh, almost of a business. And it is a business. You know, once you have 10 plus properties, you, you're managing a lot of people. Uh, actually, you're not really managing the assets anymore. Uh, the goal is to find the people like property managers and, and maintenance crews and rehab crews uh, to manage and do the day-to-day -day work for you. And you're pretty much overseeing everything. Uh, so your time commitment does uh, you know, go down over time, especially when you work with these companies. You know, You understand how they do business. Uh, you know, I, I used to do pretty regular checkup calls, for example, with each of my companies, sometimes weekly, you know, when we're first starting out, I basically get on the phone with them, ask them, hey, is there anything going on with the property that I should know about? How's the leasing going? How's the maintenance? Um, and basically, you know, just learn how they do business. And if there are certain aspects of that that you don't uh, like uh, or you want to change, just communicate with them. Usually I found companies very responsive. Uh, if you're coming from, you know, kind of a good place, not not really trying to critique their operations or, or like micromanage, which nobody likes. Uh, but basically just explain your side of the things to them, you know, ask them to shift a few things, set some guidelines. Um, and then over time, as, as they kind of learn what you like, what, how you like things done, uh, they can roll with it usually. And then your, you know, my time commitment nowadays pretty much comes down to, you know, still doing my checkup calls every now and then. You know, with with a, a few of our larger property managers that manage the, the bulk of our portfolio, um, and then it's basically reviewing the monthly accounting statements. You know, which which give you a good overview of hey, what you know what's going on with the properties, at least or not, what kind of maintenance actions were taken, um, and then obviously that that's kind of your your glimpse at the performance of the property. And if you see something uh, out of place or you have questions on, you can shoot emails or call your property manager. Uh, but yeah, so I, I kind of my my view on this, especially with the larger portfolio is, you know, I, again, I don't try to micromanage. I, I just don't think anybody likes that. I don't like it personally. I'm sure most people don't. So, you know, the, the property management companies that you hire, they're there to do a job. So you should let them do your job. Uh, but at the same time, I don't believe in just kind of, you know, give them a property and forget approach that, that I think some investors you know, try or believe in, you know, because uh, again, is things might slip through the cracks sometimes. Maybe the company is, is not doing things exactly how you like it. So I think it's good to, to have some oversight, some involvement, especially at the beginning when you're working with a new company or a new property. Uh, you know, if, if something looks out of place, do you bring it up? You know, if you want to change something, let the property management company knows, I think they'll go a long way to, to establish a, a good, you know, relationship between you two and understanding and, and obviously improve your performance uh, over time because management is, is a key aspect of, of owning rental properties. 
Absolutely. And another key component is the new technologies that have made managing so many properties easier. Yes. And you've been at the forefront of that. Uh, I know years ago we used to use little spreadsheets and, um, you know, try to <laughs> try to analyze our, our portfolio. Um, and then, still do. <laughs> and, and a lot of people do, and, and it, it can definitely work if you've got a, a you know, easy to use spreadsheet. Uh, but when I had you on the show before, you had started a company called Deal Check, and yep. we are super excited about it. We have a lot of our members at Real Wealth using it. I think um, you gave us a discount for any of our members that if they if they use the coupon code Real Wealth um, when going to Deal Check, they they get a, a better deal. And I highly recommend it because again, I've been asking for technology that was better than our spreadsheets and we hired people right. to develop it and it we didn't get it right and then we discovered what you were providing so tell us a little bit about deal check and how that's really helped um, investors how why you created it and uh, I, I can just tell you on our end we we absolutely love the features yeah and and we actually i just did a webinar a pretty in-depth webinar with leo on on the real wealth youtube channel so i'll kind of preface if you guys want a more in-depth uh, look at, at the software with like a hands-on demo. Uh, you know, if you go to the the Real Wealth YouTube, there's a webinar. Uh, just uh, I think last month it was when when it was published where we did a good overview. Uh, but yeah, so I started Deal Check. Uh, it, was, it was quite a while ago. It was probably 2015, 2016, uh, where uh, you know I was in the boat where I was analyzing a lot of properties, uh, driving around, kind of looking at open houses. Agents were sending me property after property. Uh, and yeah, I had some spreadsheets that I used to to look at cash flow projections, kind of my potential returns. Uh, you know, basically all the important numbers that that you need to know before buying a property. Because obviously, you know, they say in real estate you make the money when you buy, uh, so you you need to know exactly what you're buying. You know, how, how much is going to cost you, but also what the cash flow is going to be, what your long term returns. Are going to be so i was using spreadsheets i wasn't very happy with them you know i was getting like i had 10 excel sheets you know i i would make change <laughs> in one and then i i would forget that i would make that change like tweak the formula a little bit then everything else was off so it was kind of a mess and i was like hey you know there's got to be a better way to do this um and and i'm a software engineer by by profession you know that's my career so actually it's kind of a nice marriage of the two. I thought, hey, why not build a simple um, calculator, which it started with, to, to help me analyze properties and also kind of keep track of them in one place, almost like give me a dashboard where I could look at my old deals that I analyzed, you know, add some notes to them like, hey, this was good, but XYZ was not that good. So, yeah, I, I created the first version of Deal Check myself. Uh, back then it was just a rental property, uh, you know, calculator and, and now it's kind of expanded in its feature set and it started slow. It was, it was, uh, you know, not like an instant overnight success. Um, I shared it with a few investors that I knew, a few of my friends and family, um, and they actually loved it. And th that motivated me to keep working on that company, uh, and eventually hire a few more folks on our team and, and developers and marketing and, uh, you know, I'm happy to say it's it's been uh, very successful, especially in the recent years. I think it's one of the most popular property analysis platforms in, in North America right now. Um, and we've really focused over the years of, of building, you know, a full suite of tools to help you uh, basically from, you know, from finding a property to help you analyze the different scenarios uh, for rentals, for uh, BRRRs, for flips, even wholesale deals, multifamily. Uh, you know, to help you really understand 
you know, what are your cash flow projections are going to look like? What returns are you going to have in the first year? What returns are you going to have in year five, year 10? Uh, you know, help you plan your uh, sales strategies down the road. You know, maybe you think about selling the property in 10 years. So what's your cumulative and, you know, final profit are going to look like. And then we build a lot of cool things like, you know, you can look at sales comps, rental comps, right on the software, create reports, you know, look at maps and all that stuff. So, you know, we've, we've taken a lot of user feedback and I think that's been part of our success. Um, and, uh, you know, we've really focused on delivering, uh, you know, a, a product that does property analysis extremely well. So uh, if you guys are interested in checking it out, again, look at the Real Wealth webinar uh, on, on YouTube. It's a great overview. Or you can head to dealcheck.io. Uh, that's our website where you can start using DealCheck online or download the DealCheck uh, iOS or Android app. Uh, for your uh, phone or tablet and start using it that way. And uh, it is actually, we do have a free plan. So it's not like you have to pay immediately. It's, it's you know, there's a free forever plan. It's, it's not a trial. It's actual free plan. It gives you all the core analysis tools. And, you know, for a lot of investors just getting started, I know it's tough. Sometimes you have all these expenses. Everybody wants your money, obviously. So we've made sure <laughs> that we always have a free version. Um, and then, yeah, if you, if you find yourself, you know, need more features or you want to analyze more properties, there's a few upgrade plans. And we do have the special Real Wealth promo code that will give you a 20% discount forever on any of our premium plans. So if you just type in Real Wealth uh, when you activate your subscription, you will get that discount. Um, so yeah, it's 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 exciting, you know, to kind of uh, see investors succeed. You know, I get emails, feedback all the time from from people saying, "Hey, your tool helped me buy my first property, or helped me buy my fifth or tenth property," and that's really rewarding. So so we, I, I always, uh, you know, love sharing our our software on on podcasts like this and webinars, um, and and it's great to see you know you guys embracing technology and, and kind of um, you know helping people learn property analysis and and maybe you know help them get over that analysis paralysis stage and actually you know buy their first property and, and start building their wealth that way. Yeah, I mean we use DealCheck now when we're looking at properties and and showing them to our members because. You know, you don't really miss any numbers there at all. Right. And then all the properties have the same. We've got 15 different teams. And if they're using 15 different proformas or different spreadsheets, then you, you don't really know if they've tweaked numbers in a different way to make exactly. their numbers look better. Right. And so we're using deal check just to make sure it's all level, you know, that everybody's using the same you know, interest rate and, and yeah. uh, reserves. Well, and, and you so know, a lot of uh, sometimes new investors, it's, it's easy to get overwhelmed and make mistakes. And I think I've been there, you know, you, people are saying like, was the, here's the cap rate of the property. Here's the cash on cash. Here's the ROI. You know, you may not know what those even mean or especially how they're calculated. So with so many different variables, uh, it's, uh, you know, that, that, that is one of the benefits I think of, of using a software like ours is we, we produce very consistent formulas and we share all of them with you. It's, it's fully transparent. You know, we have a built-in glossary that you can actually look at through definitions and calculation formulas of all the terms, so you know, exactly how the math is done. And, and yeah, you don't have to be worrying about, Hey, you know, this is, should I divide it by the purchase price? Should I multiply it by the purchase price? Like it's, you know, it's industry standard proven formulas, uh, that you can basically just look at the output of and, and make your investment decisions that way. 
Yeah, updating myself. But back in 2005, when I was a mortgage broker helping investors, you know, just with their loans, and I, I would, I had these very rudimentary spreadsheets that would show right. what the property, how the property might perform over five years or 10 years or even 20 years. And that's where people would get really excited. And then, but I could, it was such a not very technical spreadsheet. Right. We stopped using it. Again, like I said I hired people to, to build what I wanted because it's so important for people to be able to look at the whole picture and not just the one year, first year pro forma. Yes. It's what happens over time, right? As rents go up, as you're paying down your loan, exactly. as the property is appreciating, even, you know, 2%, we would put a 2% appreciation rate and, and investors would still see that if they bought 10 kind of average properties, nothing too special, mm -hmm. you know, just average properties that you can find. Um, they were still coming out as, as multimillionaires after, you know, 10, 15 years. So what do you see? You know, what, what is it about looking at the first year pro forma versus the long term when you're looking at the numbers on a spreadsheet? Well, the, uh, you know, the, the first year pro forma, like, like you said, can be a bit misleading. You know, it's, it's good to know what your cash flow will be right off the gate. Uh, but if, for example, you know, you're buying, uh, you know, turnkey properties, for example, that, you know, that you can find on the Real Wealth website, uh, sometimes, you know, usually their prices are close to market value. So you're not really getting a big discount on the purchase price. Uh, you know, your cash flow may be fairly limited um, at the beginning. And it's, you know, it's good, I think, to, to see like, yes, there'll, there'll be some positive income from the beginning. Uh, but I find at times, and I think I was like that myself, you can get a little bit demotivated. You're saying, well, you know, this property will only give me, you know, two, three hundred dollars of cash flow a month uh, for the first year. And that, that doesn't seem like a lot of money, especially if you're considering that, hey, you, um, you know, you spent, you know, tens of thousands uh, on the down payment to purchase it. Uh, but when you start looking at, you know, year five, year 10, uh, which you know, for me, when I buy rental properties, I look at it as a long-term investment. I don't really necessarily think it's a get you know get rich quick uh, scheme. It's it's not going to uh, make a super big impact on my life like next year or maybe even the year after. Uh, but if you take uh, you know, real estate has a lot of compounding going on for it and, and different streams of kind of income and appreciation that combine together increase your cumulative return significantly over time. For example, you have your cash flow. You know, obviously it may start a bit lower in the first few years, uh, but then as the rents go up, you know, if you invest in a good neighborhood, good market, uh, that will significantly kind of compound and increase your cash flow over time. At the same time, your loan is getting paid down, right? If you're using financing, you know, you're using that leverage, you won't necessarily see it if you just look at year one returns because, uh, you know, your loan balance will be, nearly the same at the end of the first year. But if you look at year five, year 10, now all of a sudden your, you know, your loan balance is significantly lower. You're building up equity in that property. If you were to refinance or sell it, uh, all of that money will come back to you. Um, and then obviously, you know, the third, there's usually price appreciation. Again, if you're buying in a good growth market, uh, the property value, it may not increase much in one year, but over five, 10 year period, uh, you will see kind of that spread going, you know, up and up meaning the property value is getting higher, loan balance is getting lower, again, increasing your equity. So, yeah, I love looking at long-term returns. And, you know, in deal check, you can look at buy and hold projections for up to 30 years. Uh, you know, look at how your equity will increase, look at how your cash flow will increase, and actually look at your cumulative 
ROI and IRR metrics, which I'm actually a big fan of. You know, these are cumulative returns that kind of take all of those factors into account, not just cash flow, but also the value appreciation of the property, uh, the loan pay down of the property. And you can see how all of those numbers contribute to your overall return, which, you know, over long periods of time is usually significantly higher, even for, like you said, mediocre properties than stocks or bonds, for example, uh, because they're just different components that add up to your return. Um, and then long term, it's, it's not just a great way to build uh, you know, a passive income stream uh, through rental properties, but it's also a great way to just build your wealth, you know, were you to sell your properties at the end and, and just kind of cash out, or maybe you pass them down to your, you know, to your kids or whatever you want to do with them. Um, it's, it's kind of, I think, a great vehicle uh, for both building wealth and passive income. Absolutely. Amen. As they say. <laughs> All right. Anton, it's always a pleasure to have you here. I love it when uh, real estate investors create technology that helps, you know, that for themselves, but then you're able to share that with the right. world. It's, it's just like you solved a problem for yourself and, and then that helps others as well. So thank you for being here on the Real Wealth Show. And again, you can go to the Real Wealth YouTube channel to see the webinar that Anton did. And, uh, and then of course, talk to an investment counselor at Real Wealth. They'll go over the numbers with you. It's a, it's a very thorough pro forma and so important because a lot of times investors miss all the numbers. All right. Well, thank you again so much for joining me and uh, we will see you next time. Thank you, Kathy. And thank you for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. Again, you can go to dealcheck.io and use Real Wealth as the coupon code to get a discount. It will really transform the way you see your portfolio building. And if you want to build that portfolio, you can also go to realwealth.com and tune in to our most recent virtual live event. We've got it all uploaded there where 15 different teams from across the country showed us what's going on in their markets, the rental demand, where rents are actually going up in spite of what you hear in the headlines, and where prices are going down and therefore cash flows up. Again, you can check that virtual live event out at realwealth.com. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to realwealthshow.com.